welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. Well, let's all stand. We're going to take our Bible and we are going to repeat that this Bible, what it says, what we believe. So if you're new here this morning, just repeat after me. I'm going to say a line and then you repeat. So we take our Bibles, our apps on our phone, hold it high. Hallelujah. So we say, this is my Bible. I believe what it says. I believe I am who it says I am. I believe I can do what it says I can do. I believe I have what it says I have. And now I'm about to receive the incorruptible, the ever-living, the never-dying seed of the Word of God. My mind is alert. My heart is open. And as a result, I'll never, ever, ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Be seated, church. Praise God. Who loves the Word of God? Oh, I tell you. You know, the the more I go on with the Lord, I just, I I love the Word. I just love to get time in the Word, time to meditate the Word. Remember Joshua 1 8 says, You meditate the Word day and night. Mutter that Word. Whatever you're reading, take a verse, take two verses, a couple of verses, and mutter it over and over and over and let it get into your heart let it get into your spirit hallelujah so um i want to talk a little bit uh about children this morning bringing up children and it's nice that we have a lot of the children in the house so um we have them it's going to be a little bit noisier than usual but i we can bear with the children can't we we love the children it's the next generation coming up in the house hallelujah So children, you'll agree, are a precious gift of God. Precious, aren't they? A precious gift of God. But with them, I don't know about you, but whenever I saw my first and held my first, the responsibility started to weigh in. Now, what am I going to do? Yes, of course, I'd held many babies before, helped bring up my siblings, being the eldest of six, but when it's yours and when you're realizing this little life is totally dependent on you and your husband, it's that, that just drops in. So with the child, that gift of God comes enormous responsibility to care for and to protect and to train them. Isn't that right? And, you know, as Christians, God has entrusted us with these children, our children, to train them up for him, train them up in his way. And we're talking about dedication this morning. We're talking about the dedication of the child. And there's a number of examples in the Bible. We're not going to turn to them, but we know Moses. Moses' mother and father dedicated in the temple, then took him back. And during that time, because in Egypt, Pharaoh wanted to kill all the baby, the babies. They hid them, hid Moses. They saw he was a beautiful child. They hid him for three months. That's protection. That's care right there, isn't it? Hid him away. We're not afraid. We're going to look at that scripture in a little while. But that was after he was dedicated. We know the story of Samuel. Samuel's mom, Hannah. She couldn't have a child. She was barren. 
And she went, she prayed, God, give me a child, give me a son. And when she had that son, her and her husband took Samuel up and dedicated him in the temple, then brought him home again, reared him to a certain age, and then gave him back because she'd made a promise to the Lord. You give me a son, I'm going to give him to you for the rest of his days. And he went back to the temple. Another example we have is Mary and Joseph. They took Jesus, baby Jesus, up to Jerusalem, to the temple. And there he was dedicated unto the Lord. You know, dedication, it does not save your child. So if you are here witnessing this dedication today, thinking, if I dedicate my child, that will save my child. And now I become a Christian no, that's not what it's about. The child itself, as it comes to a new age, has to make its own decision to follow Christ. Has to come to its own decision to say, yes, I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you rose again. You took all of my sin, all of my shame, all of my sickness come into my heart. That child needs to make that its own decision. Today, this is all about the parents. This is about Philman and this is about Rachel making a commitment to the Lord that we're dedicating our child grace unto the Lord today. Amen? And you know, um, shaping the destiny of a child, that's what God has called us to do as parents. It's not to say you're going to do this, you have to do this, you've got to do this career, but you have to channel them with the word of God. You have to help shape your child. You've got to bring them up in the Lord's way, shaping the destiny, the plan of God that God has for their life. And I tell you what, that is no small deal. Who would agree? Parents, you've already done that. You already. Who would agree? It's not an easy job. In fact, I would say it's nearly an impossible job to bring up your child. There's no perfect child. I haven't met a perfect child. I've not met a perfect adult yet. But we do our best, and we do it according to this word. Isn't that right? You know, dedication, the meaning of dedication means the willingness to give a lot of time and energy to something because it's important. The willingness to give a lot of time and energy to something because it is important. And it takes time and energy not only to, to look after a child care for a child but if you are committing to bring up your child in the way of the lord it takes time and it takes energy because you need to go to the word first you need to find out what this word says you need to get this word put it in yourself and then you commit it to your children isn't that right let's look up deuteronomy and chapter six this morning deuteronomy and chapter six We'll start in verse 4, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall serve the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit down in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. 
You shall write them in the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Now, this is an awesome scripture here. and It's talking about dedication. You know, I want you to think about dedication. That meaning the willingness to give a lot of time and energy to something because you think it's important. You know, if you think just for a minute, what are you dedicated to? What are you giving a lot of time and a lot of energy to? Where does your time go? Where does your energy go? What are you committed to? Are you committed to your husband, to your wife? Are you committed to your children? Are you committed to God, to his word? Are you surrendered to the Lord? Where is your energy going? You know, we want to be disciples of Jesus. We don't want to be Sunday goers. We want to be a disciple. A disciple is somebody who follows Christ, who emulates Christ, who, who wants to do, looks through the word and says, this is the way Christ acts, and I'm going to do the same. Whatever this word says, I'm going to do it. That's a being a disciple of Christ. Some people get out. You know, I talk to people from time to time, and they'll say that. They'll come out with this idea. Well, I do this because. And, and I don't even know where they got this idea. It's obviously some religious idea that they're talking about, but they've convinced themselves that it's right. And it's not even in the word. It's a religious maybe tradition of man that has been passed down, but they've caught it. And they are practicing that. I tell you, we want to be practicing the word. We want to be practicing what this word says from cover to cover. That's what being a disciple is. And if we are a disciple for the Lord, we have children today, we're going to raise them up as disciples for the Lord. And that is what dedication is about. It's a commitment to say, I'll give this child back to you. I promise to raise this child up for you to be a disciple of the Lord, okay? And shortly, I'm going to be charging Philman and Rachel and um, the family, but not stopping there. I'm going to be putting a charge in the church because we're family here. We watch out for one another. The word says, be your brother's keeper. Isn't that right? Be your brother's keeper. Um, so we're going to be looking at that just in a while. But if we look at this verse here, verse 5, this is dedication for you. And this is God saying, you shall love the Lord God with one chamber of your heart, one part of your heart, no, all of your heart, with all of your soul and with all of your strength. That's dedication. It takes all of us, all of me, to dedicate myself to the Lord. And then once that is done, you're able to go and you're able to teach them diligently to your children. Philman and Rachel, you can only give to your children what you already have, the word of God that's put in you. So that's so, so important that you have that word of God in your life. For the church, how are we thinking about the next generation? What are we inputting into the children? It's not just for the parents to bring up the children, but the children of this house. We have a responsibility together for the children of this house, for the young people 
of this house, the youth of this house growing up. You know, we can pray in our prayer meets. We want a youth on fire. But guess what the kids are looking at? Are we on fire? Are we burning for the Lord? Are we an example to them? Are we coming in late to church and we're out as soon as the door opens? And that's it. You won't see us from one week to the next. Are we going to the prayer meeting? Are we coming and praying and putting in our time and, and, and our, bringing our supply and praying? And then the, the young people will see, they'll see we're burning for the Lord. We'll see that in our lives that nothing else matters but living for Jesus. We have a responsibility, church. And that's why I'm charging the church this morning about dedication and how we are bringing up together this next generation of children and this next generation of youth. You know, we have such a lot of youth right now. Tanya was telling me, I think they had 24 at their last event. And uh, we had a great team there. But on a regular basis, we are short people that will just give their time to come alongside the youth. And yet we're going, God... Give us a youth that is going to touch the world. Give us children that are going to grow up and preach the gospel. We need you. We need help. We need you to commit to praying for the children of this house. We need you to commit to praying for the young people of this house. There's parents that I know going through things right now. You need to be watching out and standing alongside and saying, can I pray with you? Can I stand, come alongside you? You're going to make it through this time. Don't worry, you're going to make it through. You keep doing the word. You keep standing on the promises of God. Your child is going to come out for the Lord as you keep on serving him. Amen? That's what I mean about bringing our brother's keeper watching out for one another. Amen? Dedicated to this next generation. So the Lord is very clear. He says, love the Lord with all of your heart. And that is repeated through Deuteronomy again and again and again. Love the Lord with all of your heart. And in fact, you know, in the New Testament, the Lord says, he who loves me will keep my commands. Don't say you love me. And you're not keeping this word. You love me. You show me you love me because you keep the word. You do with the word. Amen. So it speaks about training up the child, training them up. And Proverbs in 22 and verse 6, it says, Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So it talks about training. Teaching is one thing. Teaching, you're teaching and instruct. But training, training is, is going further. It's, it's taking that child with you. It's bringing that child, coming alongside. In fact, that verse back there in Deuteronomy and 6 and verse 8, it says, or verse 7, it says, teach them diligently to your children and you shall talk, talk to your children, talk about the word, talk about, um, Faith. Let them see your example of faith. 
Um, when you sit in your house, when you're walking along, when you're lying down, when you're rising up, that just covers all day long. Let them see by your faith. Get the kids involved. I mean, one of the easy things that I love to get kids involved in is believe in God for a parking place. And you always need to go on down Bangor Main Street. So from the kids have been small, um, I've always said, okay, who's got faith to believe for a parking place? Before that, I would have always been, I always pray God down Main. Thank you, Lord, for a parking place. So as they started coming up, and then maybe Kevin, yes, I have. So he'll, he'll agree with me. He's got the faith. He's going to agree. And every time we got a parking place, God prepared the way. Somebody just moved out as we were coming in. And just the odd time, you know, if I wasn't prepared, I'd maybe have to drive around the block. But then we got that wee parking place again for them. Crystal was the same. Daniel's the same. Praying for a parking place. And then the weather, because God has given us ability to command the good weather. And so I get Daniel involved with me in command the good weather. He said it's going to rain. He's away off to camp today, and he's going to, in Scotland, Somebody said, it's due to rain this week. I said, do you want it to rain, Daniel, when you're playing football all day? No, I don't, Mommy. Well, we can do something about that. We can command those clouds to part and the sun to come out because God has given that to us. Have you got the faith, Daniel? He says, yes, I do, Mom. So he laid the bed last night and we agreed that prayer. Get them involved. Teach them. Teach them these things. Teach them the faith. Get them involved in tithing. Get them involved in giving. This is what it's called a disciple. Raise up disciples. Raise them up. Everything you're doing, teach them. Teach them to worship. Put them in their arms. If you've seen me when my kids were small, if any of you remember, you'll have saw me in the front row and I would have had them in my arms. Jump, 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 dance, dance, lifting up their arms, lifting up their arms because I wanted my kids to be able to praise. Praise the Lord. That's what training is. You're training them. Train. Don't, don't just think because you come to church and you raise your arms and, and you're doing this and doing that, your kids will. You've got to train them. You've got to explain. This is why all of my siblings here this morning, we know mom and dad, particularly dad, would have trained us every time before we left the house, had us up early every Sunday morning. This is church day. This is the day we go to worship the Lord with everybody else. We were being trained. The music was blasting. Even if you wanted to sleep in, you wouldn't sleep in because you couldn't. It was too noisy. And then you have dad rapping at the door. You're up. Yep. There was no option. We were told as long as we lived in their house, there was no option. Every Sunday we went to church. No option. And I, I, I thank the Lord for that upbringing. I thank the Lord for that. I know not everybody's had that. But it helped me then bring mine up. They had no option. Kevin, Crystal, or Daniel had no option. Church day, we went to church. That was it. There was no option. That's training. You may say, well, I haven't got a mother and father to train me that way. Well, you have now. You've got the church. You can look at me as a spiritual mother. You're hearing me now. This is how you train them. Okay? This is how. You can come talk to me anytime. I've not done it right all of the time. I've not been a perfect mom. But I've tried as best I can to do it the God's way. Amen? And I'll certainly tell you God's way. And I'll share with you anything that I've learned from my parents. Very willingly. 
Um, so train up a child in the way he'll go and use all the opportunities you get. Car time, great time. You know, Brian had the privilege of driving mine to school most days, uh, most times he was here. And uh, what a privilege it is just to use that drive time in the morning or praying with them whenever you can, you know, in, in the car. Don't just let them put on any old music. She said, what's going on in your life? Can we pray about that? They're talking so Let's pray about that. That's what it is. And you know what? They may not show it. They may even push back on that. But that is going in. They go, Mommy, Daddy cares for me. Oh, they care enough to pray about that. Pray about their friends, that they will have good friends all of the time. Good friends. That's so, so important. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4 says, And you fathers, don't provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training. Here we see the word training again. Bring them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. So I just want to look at Hebrews and um, chapter 11. Hebrews and chapter 11. And Hebrews, as we know, it's a, it's a faith chapter. It's the chapter of anybody who's done any faith exploits. Well, not even all of them are in it, but a lot are in the Bible. We call it the Hall of Fame. And you know who got in the Hall of Fame? As we read here, it was Moses' parents. So it says here in Hebrews 11, verse 23, By faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. That was to have all the babies killed at that time in Egypt. By faith Moses, when he became of age, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he looked to the reward. And you know, um, Moses' mom would have done most of his upbringing and training. She would have been with him more, because remember, they, they were slaves at this time. And his father would have been out working long hours as a slave, so she would have had the bulk of bringing him up. And I think she did a really good job because if we just look at these verses a little bit more, it says there in verse 24, it said basically Moses rejected three things. And these are three things that every child and every adult are tempted with to go astray. It says Moses rejected three things. The first being he rejected being known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He, he rejected the world's honor. That time, Egypt, you know, they were that ruling nation in all of the world. It was a high esteem to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter with all the riches and all the wealth, but all the sin and connive and everything else that would have gone on in Egypt in that time. He refused that position. Number two, in verse 25, we see, he refused the passing pleasures of sin. He refused the world's pleasure. And notice it says pleasures of sin. Sin has pleasure, but it's passing. It's fleeting. We're to refuse it. And number three, he, um, he refused the treasures of Egypt, the world's wealth there. And um, 
All three of those things is where a child can be enticed. You know, just for that honor. Just, you know, look at me. The, the title I have or, or the title I wear. I'm this or I'm that. Um, that the world can give, can take someone off course. Or the pleasures of sin can take someone off course. Or treasure. The Lord says, where your treasure is, your heart is. Watch what you treasure. Are you just after the treasures of this world? Are you treasuring God and his word? You know, if you train up your child to be free of these things, these three things, you've done a great job. And um, looking at Proverbs 22 and 6 again, training up the child in the way he should go, look at the promise. And when he is old, he will not depart. That's the promise that you can stand on, Phil and Rachel. When she is old, she will not depart. If you do your job and training, that is a promise with a condition. It's a condition. When he is old, if you train in the way he should go, then you can stand and say, I have trained the way he should go. He will not depart. You do it according to his word. Now, I know all children are different. Some children are very strong-willed. Some children will push you to the limit. Some children are just, it's like, oh, they're just so easy to bring up. They're just so, you know, everything about them is just, yes, mom, yes, dad. But all children are different. You've got to seek wisdom. Who can wave at me? Who's with me in that? Now, all children are different. What you, how you, you know, dealt with one, not, doesn't necessarily mean that you deal with the second one or the third the same way. They're all different. We need wisdom. But God says, you call unto me and ask for wisdom, I'll give it. Got to ask God for wisdom. Got to get on our knees. Got to get before the Lord says, God, help me. This child belongs to you. This child is yours. You know them. You know their heart. You know their will. You give them. You know you gave them it for your purpose and plan. Give me wisdom. And cry out to him, and he will. He will help. You know, if your child today has departed and departed from the faith and gone astray, who's to blame? It's a real stark reality. Who's to blame? If you were a parent, maybe you've come in and, and you didn't know, you've come late into to Christ, your children are already grown up. But if you're a parent and you've dedicated your child to the Lord to bring them up to the Lord, you know, we can say, well, we did our best. I did my best to bring my child up in the way of the Lord. I did my best. I did what the Word says, but my child has gone astray. Who's to blame? You can't say, I did my best and they've gone astray, and that would be God's fault. The only one that's either God to blame or it's me to blame. And if that's you this morning, repent. Just say sorry. Somewhere I missed it. Somewhere I missed it. Take that responsibility because then you'll get your breakthrough. But if you're holding up the word and go, I did everything, I did everything right, and according to this word, my child has gone off, that's God making God a liar. And he's not. 
just say I missed somewhere I've missed it. Somewhere I didn't have the wisdom. And God help. And I stand, Lord, for that child returning. That child coming back. Coming back into the kingdom. Coming back into fellowship with the believers. Amen? That's what we want, parent, isn't it? Isn't that what we want? All of our children serving the Lord with us. Hallelujah. Psalm 127, verse 3, it says, Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from Him. They're a gift from the Lord. So teach the children to love the Lord. And remember, you can tell a child what to do all day long, but what is a child going to do? They're going to do what they see you do. I can tell Daniel all day long, read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible. But if he never sees me open up and read my Bible, how can I ever expect him? So even if you have, here's a bit of wisdom, even if you have your quiet time early in the morning before you go to work, and then the evening your child's around, that's not when you have your quiet time. Somewhere when your child's around, get your Bible out. Open it up. Even if you're not focused on it right that time, let them see that open and on your lap. Okay? Because you've had your time earlier. Let them see. This is, kids, it's all about letting the kids see us. It's very, very important. Let them hear you pray. Let them see you pray with your husband or your friend. Let them see it. Let we're training them. They, they see how it's done. That's why I love and I've loved my kids being in as many meetings with me as possible. And when, they, when they're there and the presence of God, the anointing is there, you know what? They catch it. They catch something. Bring your children out to, to prayer meetings. Bring them out to the special meetings. Bring, I know we're having a lot of meetings going, but as more and more go are put on, bring them with you. Bring them. It doesn't matter if they're too noisy. Bring them. Get them in the present. This is how we're going to, you're going to have your train your child up the right way. And this is how we're going to have a generation that's going to carry on strong, not weak for the Lord. So, so important. Amen. And then, you know, just be around in, in church here. Have your friends. Just say, look, can you help me? Can you come along beside me? Um, I'm going through a challenging time or just agree with me in prayer for this. And let's, let's help each other raising our children. Amen? There's going to be things we'll go through with our children. Don't just, you know, for the sake of the child, maybe there's some things you're going to have to cover and keep quiet. But not to the sake of shutting yourself off. We need one another. Let's help one another. So, hallelujah, I believe that you've received something this morning, something that you can take away. We're all, I was only able to skim the surface. But as I say, you can come. It'd be lovely to have child um, parenting sessions and things that, you know, it's on our heart to do uh, more of that. But any way we can help you parents, um, come and see us. But right now, I'm going to invite Philman, Rachel, Samuel, Blessing and grace, Stephen, grandparents, and Pam, if you all come forward.
so this is an exciting day, isn't it? Blessing. Isn't this lovely? And we're going to give your baby sister grace back to the Lord. Samuel, we're going to give grace to the Lord this morning. So I'm just going to read a blessing here. And we find this in Exodus. Well, just before I do that, let me ask you, I'm going to charge you, filming first. Filming. Are you promising and committing today to the Lord to train? You've already said for blessing, but to train we grace up. Yes, I am. You, Rachel, who will be with the children, probably sometimes a lot more. You're promising today to bring and train and search out the scripture and search out the promises. Yes, I will. Praying, just taking aside and praying, and I see you pacing the floor, walking up and down the floor, and you're going to be taking the promises of God, and you're going to be standing there, and you're going to say, well, you promised this, and I'm standing on that promise. You promised this in your word, and I'm standing on it. And when the enemy will want to come in, and he will, he will want to form a weapon against these children, you're going to stand like a mama bear and a mother, and you're going to say, no further. No Jesus' name. And Stephen, his grand, grandfather, how are you known? What, what, what's your name? Papa. Oh, Papa. We have a Papa in our family too. So Papa um, and Pam, you know, at Colossians 3.16, it says, let the word dwell in you richly that you're able to admonish. There's going to be times that you'll see things and you maybe just... You're going to be covered in prayer. You maybe say, look, if you try this or you need to admonish, they need help. Philman and Rachel will need help raising these children. And I'm asking you, are you promising to do that today before the Lord? By the grace of God, I will. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, church, I'm going to charge you. I'm going to charge you for this simple reason, because this is a family in the church. And I'm asking you, you want to cover this family in prayer? You want to look after these three kids as if they were your own and you see them? You see anything? And as they get older, you see things, you maybe come aside to the parents. Are you willing to do that, church? Amen. So I'm going to read a wee blessing. Scriptures. Find in Exodus in chapter... 23 in verse 25 and 26 i'm reading this over grace so grace you shall serve the lord your god and he will bless your bread and your water and i will take sickness away from the midst of you no one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land i will fulfill the number of your days that is the blessing of the lord amen hallelujah Lord God, we just thank you, Father. We thank you for grace. Lord God, I thank you, Father, that you're going to keep her. I thank you that you protect her from every harm, danger, and evil, from every accident, from every weapon formed against the devil, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord God, that today we give her back to you, Lord. She belongs to you. She is yours. 
I thank you that this little one, Grace, is blessed from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Hallelujah. And I just believe that uh, Grace is just going to be somebody she's so, so tuned in. So, so, so tuned in to, to people. She's going to be a wee people person, but she's going to really see into, into things that are going on in their life. I just see a real pastoral heart in this one. So just real pastoral. And um, she's going to be able to counsel with people. She's going to come alongside and be a friend. Other people, that, that they would look over them and they wouldn't see anything. She's going to notice. She's going to notice these little things. And it's going to make such a difference to that person when she comes along and she befriends them or she has a wee word for them. And she's going to take it in prayer. She's going to pray many things through a wee pastoral heart. So, Father, we thank you for this child. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to end with a song of worship this morning. Are we ready for that? Yeah. Song of worship. And then um, stay behind. I believe there's some cake and um, cup of tea, coffee, fellowship. Don't bolt out those doors. Amen. Get to know one another. Help one another. Support one another. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's all stand together. Praise God. So God, we just thank you for this week ahead of us. We thank you, Lord God, for the blessing it is to know you as Savior. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you that we rejoice in you, Lord God, knowing you. Knowing you, Lord Jesus. No one like you. Hallelujah. And I say this morning, if you don't know Jesus, if you don't know him as Savior and Lord, and you want to give your heart to him, you want to give your life to him, Come and see me right at the end of this service and I'll tell you more about this lovely Jesus whom we serve. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps and blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.